So our initial conversion rate on the site was less than 1%. In fact, it was about 0.3%. So every 300 clicks to the website would turn into a sale. And uh, over the course of those 101 days, we were able to increase our conversion rate to 18%. Welcome to the Boss Club Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow your business faster, more profitably, and with fewer mistakes. And now your hosts, David Grubbs and Charlie Gassmeyer. Welcome back to the Boss Club Podcast. David has done something that I, I know I don't know anyone else who has done this, and there aren't that many people who have. He's spent over $10 million in ad spend to, to generate tens of million dollars uh, of revenue for, for his businesses. And I, we're going to give kind of the Cliff Notes version. Honestly, we could spend an entire weekend talking about this and all the lessons that he learned. And we talk about it frequently. It's, it's really interesting stuff. But kind of wanted to give the podcast version here of, of what happened in one of his particular businesses. He can tell you about the product he's selling and, and what happened. And a lot of other people, a lot of like agencies and stuff that, that run ads for other companies would be like, oh yeah, we spent a hundred million dollars in ads last year, but that, that's not true. Really, they spent a hundred million dollars of other people's money running their own ads and stuff. And, but for David, it was different. This was his own money in his own business. And, and he was on, on the line for, uh, for, you know, whatever would happen with, uh, with that, those ad dollars for, for better or for worse. So, um, David, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's kind of, let's just talk about what happened in this ad campaign. You didn't start by running, oh, a million dollars, uh, you know, in, in, advertisements for your product. I know that you started off small and, and this is the story and the beauty of split testing. It really allowed you to get a profitable CPA and then just grow like crazy. But I don't want to borrow too much from what you're about to say, but give us the lay of the land, kind of tell us what happened for, with this particular product that you were marketing. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, I'll say that looking at now $12 million in ads is is seems like a pretty staggering number, but um, it didn't happen all at once. And in fact, this business that I started uh, was a wellness business. So we sold supplements online and eventually broadened out into our own line of skincare products. But it started with very humble beginnings. I was in a one bedroom apartment uh, living in North Dallas and we funded this company and a um, big disclaimer, I don't recommend doing this, but we funded the company <laughs> with uh, a $30,000 loan from Wells Fargo. So I just personally backed it with my partner at the time. And, uh, and then also an American Express card. So again, wouldn't recommend doing it this way, but we used the loan from Wells Fargo to buy our initial inventory so that we had a bunch of inventory ready to go. And then we used the Amex card to actually fund all the ad spend. Again, don't do it that way, but that's how we did it. And so it was very humble beginnings. I was literally in my pajamas in front of a computer in my one bedroom apartment doing this. And so don't feel like you know, it started out as this grand enterprise. It was, uh, it could have been a, bit, a basement of my parents' house for, for all intents and purposes. But what was interesting about it is we started like uh, where we teach in our course, which is to do this in a very system, systematic and methodical way. And so we started out by selling, making one sell a day. And so we, we would start out by running, you know, $300 in ads every, every day or every week. And then when you slowly start to scale that up and what's really scary about doing it this way is that as we talk about in our course, um, most ad campaigns lose money in the beginning. And so when we started out, our max CPA or cost per acquisition was about um, $60. So we were willing to spend about $60 in ads to get a new customer. And if we could do that or cheaper, then we are profitable. But from day one, our initial CPA was $380. So we were literally paying 
um, $320 every new customer we got. We were losing $320 every new customer. And so that's very painful. Um, most people would stop right there. You see that your, your campaign is just bleeding money like crazy and you just stop. But what's really interesting about that is over the course of about 100 days, actually 101 days on the dot, we optimized the campaign uh, by doing split testing. A lot of things we talk about in our other podcasts and in the course, um, we, were, we were testing our, our website and really focusing on our website conversion rate. So our initial conversion rate on the site was less than 1%. In fact, it was about 0.3%. So every 300 clicks to the website would turn into a sale. And uh, over the course of those 101 days, we were able to increase our conversion rate to 18%. And so it was simply by going through a methodical process of testing our website on a weekly basis. And by the time we got through our testing process, we were very profitable. So our CPA, our average CPA dropped from $380 down to about $34. So remember our original target was 60. We got it down to 34 on average. That was fantastic. And not only that, but if you pick some of our most profitable campaigns, so our average is across a whole portfolio of different ads on different websites, but our very best ads got a $14 CPA. So we're simply paying about $14 in ads for every new customer. So it was incredible. We were really, really excited about that. And so that allowed us to scale from one or two sales a day to over 2,500 new customers per day. And so the growth was huge. It was fantastic. It went crazy. Um, and uh, my hair was on fire just trying to keep up with it all. Yeah, well, and let, let me pause and ask a couple questions on that. So how did you handle that emotional burden, kind of the worry of, well, what if this doesn't work? Because we're, we're losing hundreds of dollars per sale. How did you cope with that to, to keep going in, in hopes that it was going to work out? That's a good question. And the reality of the matter is it doesn't always work out. And so the way that you can deal with that is simply by setting a budget ahead of time. So a lot of times we recommend having around a $30,000 ad budget if you're going to go try to accomplish something like this. So it's not for every business, but if you're going to go try to scale something quick, um, we, we just knew that we were going to put up to $30,000 into our test ad budget. If we were not able to make it profitable by the time we got to $30,000, we knew from day one we would turn it off. Or we would reevaluate and figure out what we want to do. If we we're really close to the goal, maybe we'd go raise additional money or put a little more money in to see if we could get it across the finish line. If we were wildly off, we knew the cutoff. We'll just, hey, okay, I'm willing to give this a go based on the information we had learned about how to do this online in the industry and what others had done and competitive research and all those things you do before launching a business to make sure that you've got an idea that'll work. We went through that whole vetting process that we teach. And, uh, and so we were willing to go ahead and make that bet. I knew that, hey, if it didn't work out, I'll go get a real job. I could pay off the loans and, and pay off the credit card in a year or two. So, hey, I, you know, as an entrepreneur, if, if you can hit a home run once in your career, that can make a tremendous difference in your life. And so for me, it was worth the risk and I knew I could pay it off. And so that's kind of how I lived with the overwhelming stress of losing so much money per sale in the early days. It's a good answer. So it's kind of a triangulation of, you know, we're, we're going to need some runway to do this because we know we're going to lose money at first. So we got to be able to spend enough to where, uh, you know, we have enough data points to split split test and to optimize and get, get results. We're, that, we're not going to figure that out in $500. 
worth of ad spend, you know, and, and through that kind of rough math is, okay, well, 30K will give us a valid test. And then that triangulated with, well, what, what amount am I personally willing <laughs> to, to lose uh, under, under this bet? And to your point, well, I know I can pay that off or I can, you know, it's not a, it's not an overwhelming amount of debt or money that I got to come up with. And so between those two things, it's ha- how you handle that. So that's a good answer. And then the other, the other end. So second point uh, of the same question is, okay, once things did start to go, gangbusters. How do you handle the emotional kind of maturity of like, oh my gosh, I spend $14 to make several times that and I can do that over and over. I can do that 2,500 times or more per day. How, how do you how do you handle that going from one bedroom apartment and I'm losing hundreds of dollars of sale to now I'm the complete opposite end of that spectrum and it seems like the sky's the limit. Like how, how do you how do you handle that? Well it was definitely a huge uh, swing. It was almost like whiplash, you know, in a car wreck, you know, you from one to extreme to another in the matter of four months, it was kind of nuts. Um, and so at that point where we started to make it profitable and we were generating that, that growth, I mean, we were going from losing money to over $2 million a month in sales. And so it was a wild swing. And I'll have to say, um, when you grow that quickly, there were a lot of headaches. And so I didn't really even have time to think about it. I mean, it was exciting to refresh the metrics and say like all the clicks and all the sales that day. But at the same time, imagine shipping orders, you know, out of your home or shipping them out of a warehouse and only having to have, you know, a few hundred units of inventory to now having, you know, over 2,500 new uh, customers and over 3,000 shipments a day. I mean, it was crazy. And so we were just trying to play whack-a-mole, trying to keep up with the orders and the fulfillments and the back-end operations. And not only that, but imagine having to do customer support for that many new customers a day. And so we were having to figure out that piece of the business. And so we were just trying to build the business as quickly as possible to keep up with the sales. And so I really didn't have time to think about it. Um, it certainly be- became a lot easier to pay for, you know, my utilities and my rent and my <laughs> groceries every week. But beyond that, I didn't even have time to catch up with the fact that we were growing that quickly. Well, and then I, I know this is this is what you talk about inside our course a lot. And, and you and I talk a lot about the lessons you learned from that. But I, I'm kind of put you on the spot a little bit that I I know one of the things you say uh, looking back on that is that is that you feel like you grew too fast. And, and as a result of needing all, whether it was fulfillment or call center services or whatever, um, you guys had so much revenue in the business. You run so fast, um, you know, that you said, hey, we'll bring it all in house and we'll control it. Um, and, and I know that's something that you said you wouldn't do today. Um, so maybe you can talk a, a little bit about that because things are, things are rocking and rolling. They're growing maybe even too fast. And then, um, I, I know you regret some of the expenses that you took on. Yeah. Something I learned the hard way and I have some PTSD from it these days is just anytime you add overhead to your business. So that could be staff that can be rent for offices or warehouses or anytime you have to go buy a bunch of equipment so those kinds of things add, that require ongoing maintenance you know that kind of stuff monthly expenses anytime you add that it increases the risk to your business because if let's say you know you're staffing up you've got all this new overhead and then your sales come down for whatever reason it may be completely external to your business maybe there's market factors that change or regulations that come into play or you've got a big competitor that swoops in if your revenue goes down for any reason now you still have all this overhead you have to pay and so it really anytime you hire someone anytime you sign a new lease you're adopting risk. And so you have to be really careful with that. And so when I started the business, uh, we had all these sales. It was just going through the roof. 
in my immaturity, I didn't even think about the idea that the business might have a correction or that we might lose sales one month. It was just, we were trying to keep up with it. And so I ended up hiring 53 employees in six months and we opened up three offices. We had our kind of main office for the administrative uh, team. We had a call center, literally opened an entire office just to have people answer phones and emails. And then we opened a warehouse to be able to ship all our orders just because we were trying to keep up with it all. And we, we couldn't. Um, and I think we could have generated about 80% of the same sales had we just slowed down and only hired maybe 10 people. And you could probably hire 10 people fairly well in six months, but 53? No. I certainly made a ton of hiring mistakes, just hiring people that had a pulse uh, to try to go you know, do the things we needed to do in the business. And as a result of that, I created a lot of weaknesses and holes that I later had to go fix. And it, it was much more painful down the road than it would have been in the, from, if I had just built it more carefully from the start. So if you are lucky enough and fortunate enough to wind up in a situation just like I was, and some of you will, if you're listening to this podcast, some of you will end up in this situation. I just encourage you to remember this story and slow down a little bit because you don't want a one hit wonder. You want a career. You don't want something that takes off and lasts for six months and generates a few million dollars in sales and then implodes and crashes. You want something that will be stable, something that will grow over years and years and years and gives you lots of options to feed your family and many other families. And if you just slow down just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit, that'll give you the opportunity to build a stable company and a stable team. And so, yeah, I definitely learned that the hard way. Well, it's wise advice. And, and, and um, it's good to hear from someone who had been there because, you know, when, when you have a, a CPA of $14 and your, your lifetime value is, is many, many times that, how, how could you possibly convince yourself to slow down in that scenario? Literally every dollar you put in, you get several dollars out right away. Um, that, that would be difficult to say, hey, we could, we could kind of push this to infinity, so to speak. Um, and, and how do, how do you calculate to, to, to pull back the reins a little bit? Uh, I think it's a good lesson. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, kind of, kind of what ended up happening in the aftermath and kind of the contraction in the business. I know there were some industry changes, some other things that happened in the business that where, where that run rate did not continue. And that's where you're talking about some of those expenses that you signed up for year long leases or five year long leases started to catch up with you. But let's talk about kind of the, the, the latter half of the business and, and, um, the contraction and what happened thereafter. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we did it. It grew for, I don't know, nine to 12 months, um, just through the roof and we were trying to keep up. But at the end of that time period, there were some industry, uh, changes, uh, visa, MasterCard, discover changed how they processed, uh, orders online. There were some bad actors in the world that were trying to scam and cheat people. And so Visa MasterCard Discover, under pressure from the FTC, had to crank down on their rules and the regulations. And it hurt a lot of businesses, not just ours. And so that was one factor. The other factor is our ads. We were running a lot of ads, just a lot. We were buying almost every ad we could find. And, uh, and with that, because we were running so much volume, our ads would fatigue a lot. So we'd run an ad for a week and all of a sudden people had seen it 12 times and were sick of seeing it. And so we were constantly having to refresh our ads. And so our ad buying team was getting uh, just really under the weather with so much work. Um, there was a lot of other factors that 
that came into play. And uh, eventually we just saw a bit of a correction. And so our sales did go down. And because I had all this overhead, we had to very quickly act to kind of right the ship uh, before we drove it into the ground. And and we did that, thankfully. I fortunately enough had my father uh, come on board. He was an industry veteran and uh, he left Silicon Valley to come join me and help me save the business. And so it was nice to have some more maturity and, and wisdom come join and, and help us correct the ship. And we did. Um, the business never returned to that huge level that it was at, but we were able to continue on with it. And so we shed a lot of that overhead. I had a very painful day where I had to go fire half our staff. Um, it was horrible. And, uh, and I hope to avoid ever doing that again. And so through these lessons learned, um, you know, we'll, we always staff up and we adopt overhead um, with a lot of hesitation. So we do it in a very wise way with a lot of counsel. And we know that if we do take on additional overhead, we've got a lot of resources to cover any setbacks the business might have, whether that's in our control or external factors. And so the whole idea here is... You may have a lot of growth, but be very, very careful with that because you want stability and you want the business to continue on. And so, um, yeah, it was definitely a very, very hard lesson learned. I joked that that was my MBA because I never got one, but uh, that was certainly a huge lesson learned in, in the real world and the less the the school of hard knocks, so to speak. And and uh, I hope you learn a lot from it. And if you find yourself in that circumstance, then then you can do it in a smarter, wiser way than I did. Well, a lot of awesome lessons learned. I think this is hugely valuable experience. You know, some of the things you covered is that, hey, most ad campaigns start out losing money. So you got to know that going in, plan for that ahead of time. Don't be freaked out when it happens. It's part of the plan. Another thing you talked about, um, kind of the notes here is, is, um, you know, we talk about split testing and optimization in our courses for a reason. It was through that and through those methodologies that, that allowed you to scale and take, you know, a 300 plus dollar CPA down to a, you know, something that was a fraction of that. That's what allowed you to, to scale like crazy through split testing and through optimization and through tracking your conversion rate. Now, conversion rate is king. If you can have a better conversion rate on your site uh, than your competitors, generally speaking, you will win. And by the way, I, did, I didn't want to chime in and interrupt you, but when you said you had an 18% conversion rate, for anyone that's like, oh, 18, 18% is crazy, like crazy good. <laughs> that is absolutely nuts. I mean, most most e-commerce sites are lucky to have 2 to 3%. So to have, you know, 5 6 or more percent, times that um, is, is pretty incredible. And so conversion rate is king. And then, um, you know, and then kind of last thing I was kind of hearing you say is, is talking about, you know, while those numbers are awesome and they're really cool, I like hearing the the, the human side of that, of what you're saying about the stress uh, of being able to run ad campaigns of that magnitude and then how you handle, you know, uh, your, your purchasing behavior and like what you would have done differently. And so, I don't know, for me, this just really helps uh, demystify a little bit of like, hey, what would it look like if you had a company that was, you know, eight figures in revenue and eight figures in ad spend? And how is that going to play out? And so I'm, I'm thankful that you'd share your experience here. I know this is the Cliff Notes version, but um, but it's a good one. So uh, anything else you'd add kind of in, in closing here? No, not really. Other than, you know, this is always something that can happen. And uh, I started a lot of businesses before this one. And uh, we had some growth, but this one was certainly one that grew faster than any other business I, I had ever uh, built. And so, um, you know, exciting things can happen. So I, I would just living proof that if you stick with this long enough and if you really want to be an entrepreneur and that's how you want to spend your time, eventually you're going to figure out how to build one of these. And eventually you're going to have a business that will take off. It, 
And it may look differently than this, and hopefully it does. And from a stability standpoint, but I just encourage you, um, something that lights me up is that, you know, this is possible. And, and so if you're in our, one of our courses, or if you're just listening to the podcast, and this is something you're working on, and you're putting your blood, sweat and tears on it, don't give up. If it's something you're truly passionate about, eventually you're going to figure this out and eventually you're going to have some growth and it's going to get a lot of fun. And it's going to make all those really hard days that you spent learning all these things and putting it in practice all worth it. Um, So I just encourage you to stick with it and have some grit and tenacity and eventually it's going to pay off. That's well said. I want to encourage everyone listening here, you know, take David as an example. I think it's really helpful to to see and hear other people um, accomplish things that you dream of one day uh, to show you that that is possible. And if someone else can do it, that means that I can do it. And I think just having some of those examples in your life, even if you don't know them personally, can be really, really helpful and give you the hope and motivation and drive to go accomplish something similar or even greater. So David, thanks so much for sharing that that experience here. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about different elements of that in, in future episodes to come, but uh, I appreciate it. So uh, for everyone listening, if uh, if you've got any success stories in your business or similar experiences or uh, challenges that you have, uh, we always welcome your thoughts and your emails over at podcast at bossclub.com. And we might feature your question or your business or your situation on an upcoming episode. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>